0: Yes indeedy, welcome back to another episode, another chapter of the Sheep Station Dynasty podcast. Sneaky little name change there for anyone who was playing at home. Joined by my usual suspect, Pointer69.
1: How are you mate? Mate, I'm I'm really excited now, you know. We've had a a bit of a long break in this off-season to recover from all those, you know, uh, vocal injuries we got from last season, so we're really ready to... Come out firing! Ready um, to crack back into it, eh? That's it, mate. We we're gonna off IR. Ready to what was it, off IR?
0: Yeah, off injured reserve. Oh yeah, off Four IR. Four months spell. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Guest DX, Degeneration X. Welcome in, mate. Welcome back. How you How doing? You
2: going, mates? Uh, yeah, off the pub list. I think is maybe more <laughs> more accurate. Is where we're back in time. Or
0: mm-hmm. have we re-signed with another uh, another team? Have we been traded?
2: Uh, one of those, definitely one of those, um, but, but we're dogs back are and we're it. ready to roll.
0: It's all happening, dogs are loving it, they're happy, they're excited. Chapter 4, episode 1 of the Sheep Station Dynasty podcast, we uh, had a bit of a revamp, a bit of a rethink, a bit of a retool, well not really actually, everything's the same in, yeah. in terms of uh, <laughs> <laughs> podcast almost- platform and hosts. But- <laughs> All that talk for absolutely uh shit all reason, we've stuck with the originals <laughs> uh clap again eh? pretty
2: much just dropped the word cup it's a it's a whole new thing um yeah, people are afraid of new things, so we just uh took an existing product and put a clock in it or something, yeah, yeah,
0: and dropped one word but yeah. uh yeah looking to looking to revamp our pod uh, we've come up with a few new things. Uh, some new ideas, uh, some new new show plans. To be honest, and uh, I think we're kind of focusing a little bit on a bit of everything, and realised and forgot we're a, pretty much a dynasty podcast. So we're, we're getting back to our roots.
1: So we're going to go more Gerg, or less. Yeah, plenty out. more Gerg. Get back into the Gerg <laughs> factor. So just just shout out to Gerg. If you want to be more like the podcast, you also can drop the cup. Um, yeah, <laughs> if he had that. a cup
0: to if he had a cup to hold, he'd be able to drop it. But he's never won a cup, so he's got, you
1: know, he's he, got Cooper, Cooper Cup. cup. Yeah, just, Cooper on the block. <laughs> <laughs> just drop him <laughs> instead.
0: how has Cooper Cup not been one of our bloody show supporters? Outrageous.
2: Yeah, it's a big miss from us. Um, but oh well, <laughs>
0: huge miss. It's taken us <laughs> like a hundred episodes to figure it out. But anyway, mate, we're
1: more sheep than cup, mate. More sheep.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll tell you what, there's one of us that isn't any cup.
1: Which, Which one's so? that?
0: Just the one who hasn't won one, that's all. Oh. <laughs> took me how long? Three minutes. Beautiful. Yeah. Cracked into Not it. Not even. Two minutes. <laughs> Fifty-six. So here we are, end of pre-season. And we're about to start the regular fantasy football season, what, next week? Here we go, cracking into it straight away. Not much time to, to break down uh, pre-season. Did you guys enjoy having football back?
2: Yeah, look, um, it's not it's not real football, is it? But um, but it's football, it's, right? It's so nice just to watch people catch things that are thrown from other people. It's, it's wonderful.
1: <laughs> Pete, what do you I think, just, mate? Good to have it, it back. Chris saying it's not real football. Do you see that uh, the hit that was on Justin Fields after the week after he said, oh, <laughs> the NFL is slower than college? <laughs> Looked pretty real there in his face. <laughs>
0: You know it's not real when Josh Rosen's throwing touchdowns,
1: mate. That he actually both those touchdowns he threw look good. Or oh, there's some yeah. passes he threw where it just it actually had a spiral to it. He
0: actually said in uh, one of these press conferences, he was like, "Oh, it's nice to, um, you know, throw a pass and someone catch a touchdown. I haven't done that for a while." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Jesus Christ! Uh, rough, rough times for the Rosen camp." Yeah. But yeah, look, rebranding for the uh, Sheep Station Dynasty Pod. Coming into a new season uh, We're definitely going to focus more on this dynasty stuff uh, Focus on uh, a bit of bit of The, the kind of uh, Up and comers I guess Into the NFL land So each week we'll do a, a bit of a rookie of the week um, And that's obviously going to start next week So by the end of it we'll get a rookie of the year Sound like a plan?
1: Mm.
0: I think uh, we'll give a 3 two, one every week Maybe Is do a consensus a... Maybe do our own would a rookie
1: of the week start the week after maybe? Yeah maybe yeah, well, they've got to play first, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess we can't award uh, as week zero rookie that.
2: Oh, I've already been scoring them every week.
0: So oh, far, damn
1: right? it! Oh yeah, Yeah, yeah should eh?
2: Yep. Who did I draft? <laughs> no one. I didn't have any picks. What am I talking about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, more yeah, we'll, we'll... is
2: my rookie of the week every week. <laughs>
0: We'll start with that Uh, after week one. uh, Do a bit of uh, dynasty strategy as the season rolls on. If you're you're contending or if you feel as though you're out of it, we'll give you a few tips and tricks as to how to rebuild or to to really crack after it. Um, Focus on a bit of snap percentage along the way. Have a look at uh, if that's moving the needle for any of these rookies or these second-year players. Um, Go through that kind of stuff. So we've got a few ideas that we're going to be blowing through over the year uh, to try and keep it up to date um... on this dynasty pod going.
2: Some Survivor highlights here and there. Yep,
0: two Um, leagues again.
2: Yep, pretty excited for that to be back. That was a lot of fun last year, so hopefully the new leagues live up to the uh, Season 1 expectations. I'll
0: tell you what, I'll give you two red-hot tips. There is some people in these leagues that are painting a gigantic target on their back, (laughs) full of shit talk. Their banter does need a little bit (laughs) just a sniff of improvement, but uh, the target's well and truly on it, surely. Mm. Definitely, definitely. All right, so episode one of chapter four. Let's crack into it. We're actually uh, starting with one of our favourite segments, uh, our yearly segments, of course, and that's our uh, our show kents, as we call it. Everyone uh, would call it their my guys, but we're going to call it the uh, SSDP kents. So uh, we're going to rip into maybe three or four or each of who we are going to put our hat on for the year, um, like everybody does. Probably a, f- a little bit of a focus on dynasty. In terms of uh, their values that, that we kind of forecast for this year and moving forward so obviously we are always going to have that dynasty spin so does anyone want to kick us off anyone really confident and cocky on one of these guys
2: uh yeah i can jump in first go on on yours. let's go um because we had this discussion the other day about this player and uh just at first, I was looking for a bit of uh, who's who's good value and things like that, and then I was like, no, you know what? I'm just gonna stick to my guns. I set this uh, yeah two days ago. Antonio Gibson. I think he's gonna be a league-winning player this year, and given he's nice and young, he's, a, he's the perfect target for your dynasty leagues at the moment. Um, he's got this great opportunity. Maybe it's just a little bit of my bias. I'm following the East pretty. Heavily as a Giants fan, but um, I think that Washington are going to be a very good contender in that division this year, and their defense is very, very strong. They've got a quarterback who can throw the ball now, and uh, I'm I'm pretty excited to see them play. And I think that that's just going to all lead to a lot of uh, volume for Antonio Gibson. Um, You saw him last year be very good. He's more than capable at catching passes. He's really not, um, I'm not worried about J.D. McKissick at all. Um, I think that was an Alex Smith thing. I don't think he's going to be nearly as involved as he was last year. Certainly not getting sort of the 11, 12 targets he was getting a game last year. I think the tight ends the same exact thing. I think that you saw a lot of, oh my God, his name's escaped me. I've got him in every single bloody league. I almost made him a my guy. (laughs) <laughs> um, what? <laughs> far out. Who's the tight end? Oh, Logan um, Thomas. Yeah, Logan, Logan Thomas, Thomas. Yeah, um, yeah he, he got a ton of targets last year, especially towards the end of the season as well, and I think that that was all a plan for them last year and that their game is going to completely change this year. They're going to go some deep passing and a lot of running the ball, and I think it's going to be a lot of Antonio Gibson running the ball and catching the ball on designed run-pass plays kind of thing. So, I'm, I'm expecting big things I'm expecting him to definitely be in the top 5 running backs at the end of the year um, maybe even the top 3
0: What do you think about this Antonio Gibson call here Petey?
1: I think there's a lot of projection in there but I don't disagree with it potentially but I think it's hard to say for me that JD McKissick was perhaps more of an Alex Smith thing and maybe if you wanted to sell the narrative of Antonio Gibson you're hoping it's more of a, um, a rookie Antonio Gibson thing and perhaps he's improved on his pass blocking or and things like that because i think he was just on the field in those situations but if if gibson was better like why would they have not have put left gibson out there i think it was probably perhaps by design from the coaching in terms of if the best case narrative is that that's the reason they they use mckissick to spell gibson and maybe now this season they're looking to be like well we're going to give increase the the workload on gibson and see how he goes and that's definitely something that um would look good i think Chris also said the quarterback can now throw the ball, but he, you know, what he all can also throw?
2: Interceptions, yeah, yeah,
1: interceptions, yeah. So <laughs> the more, the, I think um, they're definitely going to want to play a bit smarter. But I, I just think I, I want to see what Washington can do first before I'm fully all in. I definitely can see Chris's narrative there, but I think there's also the um, the extra receivers this year. There's a lot of a lot more. They're a lot better everywhere in that team to be able to find out who. How, how consistently are the, the top guys going to get their, their share of the pie? Or is it going to be a bit more mouths to feed, uh, less volume all around? Or is it going to be we're going to really stick to our guns and these secondary guys are probably the ones that are going to take the, take the hit? Like it, it could easily see J.D. McKissick not having the same role he had last year because he was so heavily dependent on his receptions as opposed to his production from it, right? So if his receptions drop and um, Gibsons go up, definitely high chance that he does meet that target that Chris has of top five.
2: I think um, one more thing as well, just um, Washington found themselves in a really weird position where they were in the playoff hunt without really doing that much because the division was just <laughs> dreadful. So I think, um, yeah, a little bit of experience over the rookie just helped him in that, oh, we've got a chance here to to have a bit of a go and make the playoffs with the rebrand and stuff, that was very important to them. So, maybe the pressure will be off a little bit more this year to just start to lean on Gibson a bit more.
0: Any thoughts? Uh, I know Pete, you had a fair couple of eyes on this bloke, Jared Patterson, in the background. Uh, probably the RB three there now. Any any thoughts on him coming in and, and doing a job? He, he looked pretty good in preseason.
1: Oh, he looked he looked real good. I think that's exactly what I like about him. He's in a team that hasn't really got. Like, we got this hype about Gibson, but they don't have necessarily that, you know, second-year contract second contract running back that's been a stud for so long. He, like, opportunities there for him to either move up and get that secondary spot. I'm not saying he's going to be RB1, but he's definitely something they've got to have to keep in consideration there. He's also 21 years of age. is pretty young for a running back, so he's got a lot of a lot of youth there and time for them to develop him. So it's definitely... A player to watch.
0: Going kind to of be interesting year for the uh, the the Redskins or the Washington football team, I should say. Jeez, that's a bad bad error. Uh, I uh, I think you know you said before with Fitzpatrick he can throw an interception, but the defense on the other side, I think if he does throw an interception, you just back him to get the ball back. So you know the interceptions might not be an issue, and you can see him playing from in front for or at least the divisional games anyway. I think they're going to be top of the division as as you was almost said just before uh, where are you getting him in a start up at the moment you're looking at the kind of middle second round yeah kind of right in the guts of the second round uh, around the guys like Aaron Jones and Swift uh, I'd probably take him over Swift for sure Zeke this is just going off Fantasy Bros rankings here at the moment um, he's looking at the RB10 so he's definitely you've got to pay a price for him if you're going to get him in a start up and I'd say you've got to pay a price for him if you're trying to trade for him so he's definitely got the hot, hot hand I guess at the moment a lot of hype around him Mm. does that uh, price scare you at all yours if you' if you're in a startup or you just gonna I take did on it him? did
2: scare me a little bit about having him as a my Kent but uh, <laughs> I don't think it does like I think Swift easily uh, I have him over Swift very comfortably and um, yeah I, I think that Zeke and players like that are on the downtrend I think mm-hmm. he's gonna start to jump them um Zeke is a little bit worrying though just because Dallas. If they can actually stay healthy this year, they're they're also a, a strong competitor.
0: All right, let's move on, Pointer. Give us yours first. Stick with the running back position for now. We'll just uh, roll through a few RBs. Hit us up. Hit oh, on. so
1: so my first my first there's is uh, Najee Harris. I'm going with you know the big guy from the rookie class, number one in a non-superflex league. Um, I think if you're going to talk in dynasty here, if there's a running back you're going to target, everything's going to be well. He's probably got all the hype for him and his prices are only going to go up um, as soon as he carries his has his first game right I mean as long as he Spot doesn't on. hurt himself but if he comes out and you know scores 30 points or 25 points yeah. uh, dogs dogs um, having a bark here um yeah he'll, he'll <laughs> just someone else talk <laughs> all
0: right just just to just to bring this up just real quickly uh, strength of schedule, I didn't mention this before. Antonio Gibson is kind of middle of the pack. Najee Harris, his strength of schedule, according to Fantasy Pros and a, and a few other websites, he's looking at one of the best strength of schedules. So, As you said, Pete, just before, his value is going to go straight up uh, as soon as the first few games are on. And I think Pittsburgh, Big Ben actually looked all right in the couple of drives he played in preseason, so I think he's probably going to be back up there. So going to be another one of those teams that's hard to beat. In this division, I tell you what... Stacked. Good luck. It's yeah. it's it's a it's ridiculous. I I couldn't pick a winner uh, out of all four teams to be honest. There's even yeah you know, the Bengals they might struggle a little bit with you know trying to get everything to gel together, but the other three teams the Browns, Ravens, Steelers, phew, it could be any one of them. So uh, I think it
1: doesn't matter for fantasy though. Like oh, I'm not saying it
0: point. does, but just you know strength of schedule wise for naji Good luck. He's he's going to go big the, time. The, the
1: that'll be tight games are and they'll be games where he has to score points and i think that's what you want um i think for me in terms of him being in, in uh, my Kent in this segment was to be like he's the guy if i'm trying to build a team around there's no other like he's one of the running backs you want to get right mm. one zero mileage on him in the nfl he's going to have you know a full rookie contract ahead of him like mm-hmm. these are the guys that you want to build teams around young running backs that um have high like we know what we're going to expect from him. I think he's much more safer than the ETNs and the Javante Williams. Like There's a massive, a fair big gap there in terms of safety net. It's probably him and you're probably next looking at Jonathan Taylor as the next two young running backs to, to hopefully build a team around. So he was definitely top of the list for me.
0: Any concern with Naji already being twenty three? You've got JT, this that's, that's twenty two already, a year in the league. Um, you've also got Clyde edwards alaire who's still twenty two. DeAndre Swift, still twenty two. So he's an older running back for a rookie. Uh, do you think that if if someone offered you, say, you've got Naji, you've just picked him up in your rookie draft, someone offered you something and a, and a first to go to come and get Naji, if it's a younger running back, for example, would you would you make that move, or are you just going to stick with Najee for his first rookie contract? I
1: think I'd stick probably. It's probably something you got to think about in terms of longevity wise. If he's, he's a bit older now. Maybe he's not. It's going to be a bit more difficult when he comes up for his second contract that the age he's at, people will be starting to think, oh, that's getting into you know that later age running back that, you know, especially in Dynasty, some of these guys get their second year contract. If he's 27, 28, it's real hard to sell a 27, 28 year old running back, no matter mm-hmm. how productive they are, if you need to. Like, uh, if you're thinking, um, how can I stay here um or how can i compete or need to rebuild it's a lot harder at that point with a bit of an older running back whereas if you're saying in your you look at the younger guys at 26 25 26 or mm-hmm. that year younger is a little bit easier so people aren't as turned off by that age so mm. definitely probably is something I, i'm thinking about but i really, if i'm being honest i think too many years um uh, too many years away to be focusing on like that you know, four years in that in the time that i mm-hmm. want him he's going to do the job for me yep
0: fair enough Let's roll through. Uh, my first Kent for the year. Uh, I'm actually looking at Joe Mixon. I'm going to put my flag into into his areas. <laughs> uh, 25th player off the board, Fantasy Pros RB 13. Um, so, what are we looking at? Start of the third for for Joe Mixon. Um, I think the opportunity for him this year is is immense. Um, we saw Zach Taylor come into town, and you know tried to get him as a workhorse straight away. Um, and I think that's going to continue this year. We've had reports out of camp from uh, Brian Callahan, the OC, that he should be on the field every single down. They want to get him more involved in the pass catching. And it really does make sense. They had Gio Bernard in the backfield there for so many years, just poaching targets, poaching touchdowns, when you just think, why? What's the point of this? Mixon could just stay on the field and do everything. Um, so now that he's gone, I think it's going to be Joe Mixon's show. Um, at the moment, just based off these rankings... Going around the guys like uh, DeAndre Swift, Clyde Abitolaire, any other running backs here that we want to talk about? Obviously not J.K. Dobbs anymore. Uh, Zeke, that kind of stuff. I actually see Joe Mixon, still 25 years old. Don't know how. He seems to be in the league for the last 10 years. Seems to be around forever, this guy. Uh, Has this kind of injury-prone tag on him, but uh, he's played more games since being drafted than Dalvin Cook has. Dalvin Cook is ranked RB4 here, um, so you can't really have this injury prone tag on him just because he had a a kind of you know half a year off last year means he's going to be fresh means he's going to be ready to go um and i think he's going to be not the rb uh 13 as they've got him here but up towards the top kind of eight or nine running backs for the year so that's uh that's call here and i'm i'm sticking with it
2: i think it's put up or shut up for uh joe mixon this year um they paid him. They want him to be the dude. I think I looked at the depth chart yesterday and next up is Samaj P. Ryan or yep, something some like MJ that. Yep, Samaj P. Ryan and Chris Evans, so, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, um, they cut Puga Williams and whatever. But um, got rid of Gio Bernard. They've, they've set it up that uh, he's going to be the guy and mm-hmm. he was the guy when he was on the field last year. Um, as a mix and owner, and I have been for a while, it's he's one of the most frustrating players to own because just... Nothing ever seems to quite align, right? Like, he's the workhorse, but then he gets injured. He's perfectly healthy, but then um, they just don't use him. They use Gio Bernard in all of the critical situations. Or... Joe Burrow does his ACL. You finally think you've you've got him and he, he randomly hurts himself in training and doesn't play that week, like, on your bye week for all your other running backs. He's just, he's just been very annoying. But everything's sort of aligning for him this year, so... Mm. If it all goes right, he's he's one of those running backs that does have the volume to finish mm-hmm. up the top of the list.
0: Yep, definitely. And that's the thing that's got me to it. Uh, the volume, they paid him $48 million. Um, so there's 48 million reasons to give him the ball, right? He's very highly paid. taking taken a big chunk of their salary cap. Do have an out um, at the start of 2022. Still going to cost them $8.2 million in dead cap. So, yeah, he's, he's contracting until 2024. Big money. Um, I can see him having a big year for the Bengals. All right, let's move on. Ewers, you you're on again.
2: All right, are we? We're going to thank move you, on anonymous bat. The the running back, or do you want me to stay there? Oh, look, I wouldn't
0: mind you talking up your other running back here, actually.
2: <laughs> All right, let's talk about Mike Davis. Um, this one, it's a bit hard to sell in a in a dynasty league, isn't it? But. Um, <laughs> I think the reason I ended up putting him here is just that he's just got this opportunity this year to really be the guy for Atlanta, and um, that's what I want in a running back. I want a guy who's got a huge opportunity to get carries, to catch passes, and to therefore score fantasy points. Um, Is he going to be around for only one year? Sure, but I think that just makes him all the more achievable. And attainable in a, in a dynasty league for an actual reasonable price and if if he's your rb2 in a league i'm i'm absolutely stoked with that i think it's it's great um, he might not ever score you know 36 points or anything crazy like that but if he's putting up 15 a week great
0: did this one hurt to put it on there or
2: I mean, I actually don't own him anywhere, but um, he got me pretty much all the way through to the uh, playoffs last year in the down-under bowl. Yep. So, yeah. He won me uh, a league last year, to be me. Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> yep, no, nah, I like it. Uh, you can see the path to plenty of work there. I think Quadri the dude behind him at the moment, um, and then it's some dude named Keith Smith uh, that's a real Australian name, and not it? Keith Smith, mm, cracking Keith stuff. Smith. It could be a, a, a show, Kent. But anyway, um, yeah, look, the Javin Hawkins love that I had has obviously died in the bumhole. Um, so that kind of just leaves Mike Davis and Quadri to fight it out. So, yeah, it'd be an interesting year. Pointer, hit us up with the next one. Obviously, we've got one running back left on your list. Do you want oh, so to say that we're one? i going to run it, running back. <laughs> no, whatever you want. Mate. In, oh.
1: Take your pick. Take your pick. I'll throw out Aaron Jones quickly as my other running back on my list. Um, he's the guy uh, that I just traded for from Gerg in um, Sheeps 2. So pretty happy with that. Um, the reason that I'm throwing him out there, I think the loss of Javante Williams is probably going to... Javante like, Williams? Oh, is it, what's his Jamal name? Williams? Jamal Williams? Jamal Williams. <laughs> the loss of the running who hasn't played a single the game. Funny, yeah, the funny one. Yes. The funny one. The funny one, yeah. Um, now losing him, I think he was just a bit more of a thorn in his side. I think AJ Dillon probably could take some of the the rushing workload, but I think there's a lot more points in that passing work and you know the two-minute drill stuff that uh, Williams is getting involved in. There are a lot more touchdowns there that you're been much happier as an Aaron Jones owner seeing them go to him as well. So I think it should be able to uh, hopefully be a, a little bit of an improvement from his last couple of seasons. And also, you know, Aaron Rodgers is back. It's probably looking to really go for it this year. So I think he's probably a guy that, like you were said, um, with uh, Mike, he's not going to have a long, like he's probably not that long years left in him, but he's someone you want to have now if you're trying to, you know, have a push, I think.
0: Yep, I'd agree. Fair enough. All right, let's keep moving. Rolling through these. Uh, let's quicken it up a bit. We're looking at, uh, we'll get some wide receivers now. And this one absolutely shocked me on uh, the Fantasy Pro's rankings and a a few ranking sites, actually. Um, Jarvis Landry, just way, way, way down. Um, Just don't understand it. Uh, 106th ranked player on Fantasy Pro's at the moment. He's going around the guys like Mike Davis, Michael Pittman, Curtis Samuel, those kinds of guys that, you know, you just take Jarvis Landry any day of the week, surely. Uh, 28 years old still. Uh, Still a real good age for a wide receiver. You could almost say that's like the peak. Let's go. Uh, let's go get this done, kind of, years for for wide receivers. One of the best hands in the league. You can watch any bloody um, contest, passing contest, catching contest, whatever it wants to be. He's just a freak at catching the ball. Uh, he's definitely a buy in Dynasty for me, um, if, you, if you're really, really going for it. And even if you're sitting in a draft or a start-up and you, you're kind of at the back end of whatever round pick 108 is, um, what are we looking at, round nine or something like that, something stupid like that. Uh, mate, just pull the trigger on this guy. He's, he's going to be an absolute stud. OBJ back. He's going to be on the outside getting all those deep targets. Jarvis Landry underneath, the safety blanket for Baker Mayfield again. I think he's a slam dunk to, to get, you know, four, five, six catches a game, turn him into, you know, 80 yards and many, many touchdowns in every single game. He's just, he's a slam dunk. So if you can go and get this guy, 100%, go and trade for him. Um, someone will be lower on him because, you know, he's, he's pushing towards 28. Oh, shit, you can't have a 28 wide receiver. It's impossible to win with with a 28-year-old wide receiver, apparently. So go and get him. If you can get him cheap, absolutely lock lock him in. Play on. You as next player.
2: All right. Uh, This is uh, my guy from when I first watched him as a college player many, many years ago. Um, Christian McCaffrey, wow. immediately saw Odell Beckham Jr. in this guy, Jerry Judy. Um, The way he runs routes is just magical. I love watching it. Um, he's one of my favourite players to watch run around the football field. And uh, I just think he's... Um, just running around the perfectly. outside of it? or Yeah, any 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 type of <laughs> running, really. Um, if he changes directions, that's better, though. Uh, I'd <laughs> love to even just watch him do the walk routes. That'd be probably great as well. Um, yeah, I think the change of quarterback uh, suits him pretty well. He's going to create a lot of separation, which Teddy B's going to love. And uh, I think you'll <laughs> see him get... <laughs> I think you'll see a uh, sort of risk-averse offense from the Broncos with that uh, switch from Drew Locke to Teddy Bridgewater, and I think he suits that perfectly. So I'm excited to see him with a fresh off-season, you know, injury-free. Um, I think he's going to be a really good player. I was really excited about him pre-draft, and I'm really excited to see what he can do in a, in a very, very good Broncos team. I think they're real, real Super Bowl contenders.
1: Woof, that's a big call. Super Bowl contenders. What do you reckon, Pete? You're the Broncos man? Oh, probably he's a bit big at the moment, but they've they got, they got a really good roster. It's just about whether they can actually put it together like on offense. And I think that's probably something that Teddy would be better for them because one thing about Drew Lockie, he could make some plays, but then he just would just go three and out and they would go nowhere. I think that's the idea that one thing that for Jerry Judy, which is saying that supports that, I think, is he's going to see a lot more volume because hopefully with Teddy, they might not, they'll just be playing a bit more smart and there'll be more volume of plays to, to drive down the field, as opposed to looking for like a, you know, a massive play. Um, every drive that, you know, you get, you might score a touchdown, but it's only even five players. They're probably going to look at you know, the nine ten play drives, run the ball a bit more, but there's, there should be more receptions in there, which are going to boost, um, boost their value and also keep their offense on the field for longer. And then sustain drives, win games, um, uh, they're all things that hopefully the, what the Broncos want from Teddy is going to help them improve like these weapons and offense. And so I think he'll have a good season, but it's probably just a wait and see to see how they start, how good it could be.
0: Yeah, I like it. He's a he's a great player. It's it's going to be a great year for Jerry Judy. I'm really looking forward to seeing, him. and I'm actually a bit bullish. I almost put him on here on uh, on Cortland Sutton this year. Um, you know, he's had these one touchdown catch already, um, and I like it. I like him this year so it's going to be a good good fun offence if, if Teddy B can string it all together alright Poeta give us your next one
1: big fella yeah, my next one is uh, the immunity idol himself uh, city Lamb uh, an- another just another just player just in
0: case team. anyone wanted to know
1: he's not the immunity idol <laughs> uh, Play the on. 2020 draft I think um, the one thing that I really liked about Lamb last year with Dak Prescott was how they were going so early on like that offence was firing on all cylinders and and it had a lot to do with, I guess, the amount of weapons they had on the offense going there. And then losing Dak just really didn't work with Dalton later on. Like, his snap percentage dropped off and they sort of weren't playing as many receivers. Um, you know, they probably had Gallup. He was the third there for a bit, and Gallup and Amari Cooper would have been ahead of him in the two wide receiver sets. But I think this season he's going to come in and um, really got no one to step in his way as much. So I think if it probably all hangs on the fact that can Dak be healthy um, to start the year end? stay healthy. I see uh, big things with C D Lamb.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's anyone that's going to argue with you. Um, nope. He's he's definitely a stud. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that are pretty high on him. Um, yeah, biggies coming for, for him. All right, you always give us your next one, mate. Or have you, who's up? You're up. You yeah, yeah you're, you're, up, you're up, you're up. Oh, I'm up. Uh, all right. I'm going to stay a little bit uh, little bit hot-takey, I guess, here. Um, Amon Ra St. Brown is the player that I'm going to bring up. Someone's going to catch the ball wow. in Detroit, uh, and I think it's going to be him. Uh, Tyro Williams, Quintez Cephas, they're probably the, the competition at the moment for the wide receiver spot. Uh, I like this guy's athletic measurables. I think he's going to come on the field. Be a good contested catch probably underneath more than anything else. Uh, Tyra Williams probably go on the outside. Cephas also known for going on the outside as well so looks like uh, Amon Rassen Brown has a very very nice path to be a wide receiver one in the NFL and I think Jared Goff has shown that he can uh, you know he can sustain good levels of wide receivers before um, he's, he's had uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Put out some pretty good numbers. Uh, so Amon Rai is definitely the guy that I'm going to put my hat on, especially seeing as he's going around guys like, you know, Gabe Davis, Paris Campbell. Um, so look, looking at the back half of the year, resurgence, or not resurgence, but surgeons, I guess we'll call it, for Amon Rai St. Brown. insurgents, Insurgence? Um, insurgence no. <laughs> resurgence? Uh, who cares? We'll just call it surgence. <laughs> uh, last year, I went into Cephas Love. This year, it's going to be the Amon Rai St. Brown Love. Surely someone's going to be good in uh, Detroit. There's plenty of people that have left. Uh, I think they just got rid of all their wide receivers last year uh, Marvin Jones gone uh, Danny Amendola gone who was the other one that was in there I can't remember now but they're all gone Kenny Galladay Kenny Galladay gone one. they're all gone so someone's got to come in and, and take these targets uh, and I liked him coming out of college he was targeted the kind of rookie drafts but I just missed out on him absolutely everywhere so if you want to if you want to get one on me just uh, offer Amon <laughs> Ross-Hane Brown and I'll probably accept it um, but yeah doubling down on these Lions wide receivers for this year Someone's going to catch up. And they're going to be playing from behind all the time, right? So, let's do it. I
2: hadn't thought of the uh, Jared Goff thing, but uh, some of the receivers that he's propped up...
0: They're big names. They're,
2: they're big names, but they're also not the the flashy names. They're like <laughs> Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks. They're all wide receivers that are really, really solid and play really, really well, but they don't do anything that makes you go, holy crap, that guy's the best player I've ever seen. Like, you know, <laughs> you your Beckham's and your Landry's making their one-handed catches and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he might just be a really good fit because that was my very much my take on him. Is just he's a really solid-looking receiver, but he doesn't do anything particularly flashy that gets me excited. So it's a great gets partnership. Me off my then. Tractor.
0: And I think the only yeah. other bloke that's going to catch the ball in Detroit is Hawkinson. And I mean, he can't do everything, right? He can't just move the ball through Hawkinson the whole time, uh, as much and as a lot of people would anyway, love to think so. Um, yeah, I think he got a sneaky little niggle there but yeah I'm a little bit ambitious on him I must say um you know it might not happen this year he's one of those ones you might need to be a little bit patient with but I can definitely see the path here. you can write the narrative that he could be the wide receiver one back end of this year early next year and I think now's the time to get him because this is the cheapest you'll get him I reckon so have at it Peter give us your next one matey you got a big list back to me? Here, so I don't even know what's going on yeah no, like you oh no you've done Aaron Jones we're after you
1: as go yeah. you was
2: yeah, um, I, I wanted to bring up DJ Chark. Um, I think everybody is losing their mind over LaVisca Chenault. He's he's right up almost as high as DJ Chark. He's only one tier below him, and I just think that, that is, that's bonkers. DJ Chark has done it so well. He's been such a great player over the last two years. Um, they're going to be not the best team in the world, obviously, having just come off the number one draft pick, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, that's going to be an improvement, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he's looked pretty sharp in the preseason so far. So, um, yeah, I think their offense is going to be pretty nice. And (laughs) I'm pretty excited to see him playing from behind a lot because their team's not very good. And chucking the ball deep to DJ Chark, who's who's done nothing to suggest that he's not going to be a great wide receiver.
0: You're saying you'd love to watch him playing from behind?
2: Yes, that's correct.
0: Fair enough. Twitter. Last um, one, mate. Move. This up. Oh, just last one. So oh, yeah. Look, we look, look, let's, look. We'll just read a few names after this. That we're uh, everyone
1: knows how high I, was, I am on Justin Field, so I won't waste my last one on him. But I'm going to go Marquez. I we haven't had a podcast for a while. Marquez Calloway is my last guy here that I'd have to throw at first. Um, for me, there's just opportunity there for him. That's just no one else. Sort of has out of nowhere. Has just been at a. That role, the two catches you see him taking that last game were both like diving catches for touchdowns mm-hmm. off Jameis Winston. Oofed. Good concentration on one of them. Um, really. He looks really good out there, and I think the fact that Jameis is the quarterback is the the, the big play. He's going to throw the ball. Like we talked about it with um, Ryan, Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick earlier. Jameis Winston can't really do much else but throw picks or throw TDs. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fear would be that if you know Jameis doesn't throw as many TDs. Um, we might see Taysom Hill come out there. But I think Ugh. the Saints aren't going to... They're not going to be that good of a team with Taysom Hill out there. We all know that. They need Jameis Winston to go back to the Saints of old, throwing up points. And I think we might be able to see some of that. I think, one, I'm, I don't think the teams that sold on Michael Thomas long term, especially with that news of him um, like not having the surgery and the injury and then ending up needing it in the middle of the season. They can't really use him. It doesn't seem like he's someone that's going to be a big fancy there long-term, um, but Traequan Smith can't really stay healthy or hasn't ever previously been able to perform well enough to um, to take that wide receiver two role. So I think this is a real big opening for Marquez Callaway. And if he can step up in this little window here, a big opportunity ahead from someone that you could pick up for the waivers, you know, three weeks ago for
0: $0. Definitely. Yep. I, uh, plenty of opportunity. That's what I'll, I'll say here. He's got the opportunity to come in and be a guy, so I like it. All right, last one, Ewers. All
2: right, this is my dude. I have not stopped talking about him since he uh, had a great game one time, and it's uh He's just the perfect tight end breakout candidate for me. He's sitting on the bears. He doesn't really have much competition in the way of receivers other than Hey uh, A Rob, but uh there's really just Yeah, they Dino got rid Moody. of Anthony Miller. Yeah, there's a Dino lot of love Mooney. for Darno Moon. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, I'm not that into him. Um that's fine. Uh what I wanted to do was I'm just trying to bring up his his stats, so can you tell I'm stalling? And not uh, at all.
0: Just so you know, I <laughs> definitely was my guy last year. <laughs> cool. <Plan>.
2: Um <laughs> Yeah, it's the last six weeks of the season, or it's actually the last seven weeks that they played. He jumped from about forty percent to over seventy percent snap share in every single game. He suddenly went from one two targets per game to seven, seven, six, eight. Like he was just really involved in the team, and I'm very excited about that kind of opportunity continuing. Um, now without Anthony Miller, who I kind of liken a little bit to a tight end because he was sort of that red zone threat and and things like that. So I'm pretty excited to see him with Pete's dude at quarterback, Justin Fields.
0: Don't disagree with you. Uh, I think I was a year too early on him, Um, and that's much like everything else, uh, that I'm I'm just a year too early on him. Um, Drafted him last year in a rookie, got rid of him. Now I've lost him. Yeah, I'm sad. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, I can see the path, definitely alright, my last guy is my, uh, going to be Travis Kelsey uh, <laughs> candidate for the year uh, and that's Mike Gesicki uh, just a, a nice little target here for Tua, if in fact it is Tua going on heaps of rumours, but who knows um, don't really think that Sean, I don't understand why they'd need to pay for Deshaun Watson, but anyway um, yeah, that's a long story uh, so yeah, he's my he's my target for the could be Kelsey. Um, nice last year, really. It was actually pretty decent. Um, I think it was 600 yards and six or seven touchdowns. I can see they getting up to eight, nine hundred yards and maybe eight or nine touchdowns. A couple more field stretches on the field this year for them with Waddle and uh, who's that other guy? Will Fuller and all those kind of guys coming into town. So I think it's going to open him up underneath, nice and nice and safety blanket for. Uh, for Tua when he needs him. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm predicting a pretty strong year for, for Gasicki this year, so another one of those buyers for me in Dynasty. Point. Finish us off with, because you've got seven left.
1: <laughs> I'm to go yeah. one more. Ooh. Which one do I pick from these last couple here?
0: Uh, probably not add... Christian McCaffrey.
1: Okay, so don't talk about... Not Christian Pat McCaffrey, Mahomes B2. either. Ooh. All right. It's probably going to be Pittman here. Another guy that I think has massive opportunity, especially with the uh, Ty Hilton injury mm-hmm. news, and um, probably making more likely than not that he's starting to really hit that end of his career. Ty, um, I mean Pittman's just how he he came on pretty strong last season with Phillip Rivers. I think it's also a lot of smoke in the air about what's happening with Carson Wentz to start the season. So that's probably a bit of an indicator. So taking. In a, account that he could be the starter um I think there's going to be some volume there with not much else around it I I'm not that big on Paris Campbell I think for where he was in that class he hasn't really shown anything prior when they had Andrew Lark or anything before that um but I think Pittman's got the opportunity to, to strike and probably have that end with a solid you know be a wide receiver two in the NFL so he's someone that I think what what he took did in his rookie year last year, he scored fairly well, especially towards the end of the season when he became on stronger and he was able to get on there, take big touches. He's a big bodied player that you know can catch passes in the end zone. That's the type of player I think will go hand in hand with uh, Carson Wentz's game.
0: Yeah, don't mind it. Uh, he's definitely been a target for mine, uh, probably from the start of the year. That's it's uh, a good call. I like it. It's, the opportunity is immense now for this dude, so one of the, so someone's got to step up if the Colts want to go out and, and do it their strength of schedule is good uh, as well this year, so yeah, look I'm, I'm expecting big things from them
2: Can confirm he is Pete's guy as well because Moz just said he's been a target of his in all leagues except the ones that Pete are in because he's already got Michael Pittman in that exactly. league, I swear he has him absolutely everywhere, yeah, I think It's he hard he get him, him, off him too. he might own him more than Philip Lindsay,
0: <laughs> only just though I reckon yeah, That's another one he just wrote on the on the show doc. Uh, oh, shit, I forgot Philip Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what?
1: He's probably got an opportunity, old p <laughs> oh, like I, I'm, not as, I'm a bit worried about that team. You can't have any confidence in saying, oh, I'm going to put one of my kids to be a Houston Texan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they
0: their water boy. He's going to be busy. <laughs>
2: yeah. Brandon Cooks will probably go all right,
0: as always. <laughs> All right, so there are our Kents. Yeah. Uh, any honourable mentions that you want to just quickly shout out
1: before anybody else takes them? Like my oh, Sam the Texans, for today. If the Houston Texans doctor doesn't puncture Tara Taylor's lung before the first game, like <laughs> yeah, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be another one to, to keep an eye on. Uh,
0: classic. Uh, anyone else for you, viewers? Or that's pretty much it.
2: No, that's about it for me.
0: Beautiful. All right, so there are our Kents for the year. Um... <laughs> We'll come back at the end of the year hopefully if we remember and see how we've done um knowing me i'll be it'll be next year before they're any good so get ready for next year's my kent's to be exactly the same as this year's my kent. uh and uh yeah look it's good to be back always always a pleasure boys um hit us up with with any trades that go through we're going to start doing a bit of trade analysis uh on some of these shows as well so hit us up with anything that you uh that you get done especially if you trade for any of our kents we'll be more than happy to analyze them in the, uh, positive for you, I guess. So
1: no, happy down, days, boys. Down. Yeah. And we want more of or less of, we can just let us know and we can, we can work to our audience, right?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. We, we obviously appreciate anybody's feedback. So yeah. hit us up if you, if you want to sing anything. Um, we've already had a few people reach out and say, you know, some contract talk and, um, some snap percentage stuff, which, uh, hopefully we'll crack into when the years, when the year is going. So, you know what, even if you don't want to give us any advice, just um, reach out anyway,
2: just so we know that there's people listening out there. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we want to build up the fantasy community in Australia. I know there, there's a few podcasts out there. The TFL guys are doing a, a cracking job at the moment, and the, the Down Under guys are, are still cracking on. So I think the, the Dynasty community, especially in Australia, is definitely growing. So I think there's room for, for uh, a whole bigger community. So let's get it cracking. That's what I'd like to say. Boys, oh, good to be back. Stuff. Love your work. Uh, let's see if we, you know, aren't just a one and done. Because <laughs> I don't want to pay this $4.50 <laughs> for cars. Wait, again. were you meant to
1: stop recording? <laughs>
0: oh, shit. <laughs> 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 All right, now? guys. Next week, uh, we'll do some hot takes. Get into it. See you later. See ya. Bye now.